Hi, this is Sean Blackshear, life insurance broker for First Family Life Allegiance. Did you know that life insurance not only will cover you if you pass away, but it's also used to build a legacy for your family. It can also help you generate income. It can protect your mortgage and it can cover you with any kind of medical affliction. Please contact me at 314-374-3412. Or please drop me a message on on Facebook and like the page at First Family Life Allegiance or go to my website, firstfamilylifeallegiance.com and schedule an appointment and I'll call you at a time that works for you. We're in season two, y'all, and I, like always, am so excited. This first episode of season two is our power-packed episode. It is a part two of Men Cry 2, and I have some amazing gentlemen here with me. I have, from the last time, we got Sean Blackshear. He is the finance guy for your life okay if you are in need of life insurance if you listen to the beginning of this podcast you heard him giving you all of his information for the best insurance policy you will find for yourself i am a customer so i speak from truth okay then we also have none other than martinez billingsley he is head producer founder of mms media and then we also have the Robert Hurd III, okay? He is currently a revenue accountant and personal finance consultant and venturing into helping lower income high school students learn data analysis and professional development. Everybody, give it up for all of the guests. I'm so excited. Gentlemen, welcome. What's happening? Man, I am pumped again. Let's go. Man, Ariana, can I can I can I pay you just to call me in the morning to wake me up? Yes. My God, girl, you can you can get the party right? started. Man. I, I, I didn't even know I did all the stuff you said I did. <laughs> I might be late waking you up though, because I don't right. wake up all the time. But you gonna get up. It just might not be on time. <laughs> Guys, I'm excited for part two. This is going to be juicy. From the last time we talked, we discussed, um, goodness gracious, we discussed toxic masculinity. We discussed parenting, how you parent your kids, if you allow them to cry when it's cool to cry. We talked about um, the security and handling stress, the difference between men handling stress and women handling stress. But we didn't tackle um, some things that I actually got a poll from. And I reached out to uh, my followers, my audience, and asked what did they want to hear in reference to men crying. And I'll run down just a few topics that they mentioned that don't necessarily stay just for this episode. We can bring these out another time. 
Some of the things they talked about were um, men in faith and that aspect of crying. Because if you are in church, you may see men cry more than you will see men who aren't necessarily in church. That's what they're saying. Um, emotions, depression, uh, brotherly love, forgiveness, mother issues, intimacy, masculinity, asking for help, insecurities, pride. I mean, the list goes on. I want you gentlemen to remind the people of how any of these points tap into your personal thoughts of men being able to cry and then we'll jump into the discussion all righty let's oh, yeah. go so so uh here's what the problem is i think it is uh okay as i said in the last episode okay to cry lots of reasons uh to cry but one thing that i'd like to to go over a little bit more with crying uh, is this okay to cry when you're happy? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a, there's, you're going to have a lot of moments in life. And, um, you know, you got some bad moments, but you got, you got some good moments. And I think uh, a lot of us, you know, me included, especially with my son, and I do it double with my son. You know, I like to sit and, I, you know, I like to look stoic. I want, you know, the man, you know, want my boys to, to look at me like a, a hero. And I always got to challenge myself to let them see me uh, in that type of mood to where, you know, I'm crying because I'm happy. Um, because yeah. it, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Well, well, thank you. I, you know, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> the, um, uh, cause it's good because I want them to know they're going to have all different, different types in life. And I don't want them just seeing dad cry just when something bad's happening because that could, uh, teach them something else without me saying it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that you are, mm-hmm. like focusing on that because as you were talking, I thought of um, in scripture, it's really detailed in how God has the full persona of himself in male and female. And God talks all the time about, you know, being wrathful, being angry, but then also how he smiles down on us. And I think it's beautiful to bring that part out. Like tears, I think get a, they get a negative connotation and people try to talk mm. them things away. So I think that's beautiful to want to <laughs> show your boys like, hey, I'm happy right now. And me releasing tears is just me releasing my emotion in this positive way, not just negative. I love that. Uh, Martinez or Robert, one of y'all can go. What are your thoughts? Overall thoughts on men crying? Um, crying is healthy. So, I mean, there's no, um, I don't go by the, um, the ideal that, you know, you soft if you cry, you know, so I don't believe in that. Um, I cry. I'm not like I told you, I think last part one, I'm not much of a crier, you know, so I don't cry often. But if I feel the need to release an emotion overtakes me, whether if it's emotion because I'm joyous or something or emotion because of maybe something sad, I'm just going to let it out. I'm not the type to try to hold it in because I'm trying to be a man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, but there are times like, you know, weirdest things make me cry. So I'll cry mostly off of movies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They'll but, do it. But, but, but the cry don't be like a boo-hoo. It just be that one tear drop yeah. like Denzel and Glory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be one of those. <laughs> you know, one of those like, oh man, it got me. And, and that's one thing I always tell my wife every single time we watch a movie. I say, oh, that one got me. You know, and one tear just dropped down. But, uh, but yeah, so it's, you know, so that's how I feel. But yeah, crying, God gave us emotions for a reason. So, 
let it out. If you need to let it out, let it out. Yeah. Robert, what are your thoughts overall? Welcome to the pod. Yeah. First timer. Hey, Ariana. Uh, finally hopped on. Yeah, I, I agree with what Sean and Martinez saying because uh, I do believe it's very healthy to cry. I think God did give us emotions, and those emotions have to be processed so that they can be under your control. You don't want to live life with all this stuff, I mean, just, you know, bubbled up in you, and you aren't allowing it to healthily flow through you and process through you. I wouldn't be with my kids in the grocery store, <laughs> but I would have, you know, my own private time, like maybe in prayer, maybe in worship, I'm expressing to the Lord. I think that's a really acceptable time to release that uh, out of your system so that you can be in control of your emotions. Because anger is an emotion too. And we as men tend not to think that you being angry all the time is just as emotional as you crying all the time. So I think that crying is healthy and it's necessary to keep yourself under control. That's good. And you bring up a valid point in reference to... um to what we said we were going to bring up, y'all. Gird yourselves accordingly, okay? Toxic masculinity. Does that have a part to play? Or is it just an overused trope? Does that have a part to play in processing emotions through tears? I guess I can define toxic masculinity as just this um, machoism, like fake machoism. Mm. Like, I got to be doing this. You know, toxic masculinity just to sum it all up is back in the day you know having multiple women uh lying to them doing this and that false promises not you know just, just it's, it's toxic it's toxicity you know and this is of course is not for us they're speaking but there are some men who make good money they're with women or with the woman not faithful to that woman going around making false promises have kids not take care of the children so forth and then just spreading lies just that's that's part of you know that toxic masculinity yeah. you know and then you'll get women that's why you have women say you know what this is the pool of men is just so small so all the bare. good ones is married you know what i'm saying <laughs> because the toxicity has just started spreading abroad and men Ryan just rampant. you know like i said back in the day they would call you know this macho i'm a man i'm a you know a woman has to da 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 and you know men don't take no accountability they mean they abusive it's just toxicity got families but, across town mm-hmm. but they try to overshadow it overshadow it with love well i, I hit you because i love you just toxic. I love and, um, you know you made me do this exactly so okay that's your perspective of toxic masculinity sean robert you all can go and share yours what is toxic masculinity to you well, here's what the haberdashery, I think. Well, Robert, please, please, go, go right ahead. Go ahead. My brother, okay. please. I don't want okay, to spread my toxic to- masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that toxic masculinity is more of a spectrum. And I think that Martina has defined one, the other extreme that most people look towards is the can't be held accountable. He's so on these where he lay at home. You know, all these baby mamas. And on the other extreme of that spectrum is someone who is so passive, somebody who is just so loose, has no structure. And I think that toxic masculinity can be defined as any masculinity outside the the the, uh, the structure of how God wanted it to be. You know, you got one end where they can't process, process sadness, they can't process joy without feeling weak. And then you got the other end that they can't make 
stern decisions and just be firm. So, uh, I mean, both of them are sad and have their own, you know, different dynamics about them. But I think that that's a really uh, good general uh, definition of toxic masculinity. Yeah, that's good. Mm. 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 <laughs> Man, why why you let me go last after these educated oh, brothers? Sorry. You, I'm sorry. You educated too. You educated too. They using big words. But uh, <laughs> so look at so, sum it up for us. <laughs> I think toxic. My, my impression of toxic masculinity. Jack can't say the word masculinity <laughs> is 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 guys that are playing a role and not being the the authentic self. And be, I, I think that because, you know, I got, you know, I've, I've known guys in the past that were, were, were womanizers. And they were womanizers because daddy was a womanizer. And when they, they get to talk to dad, they, they tell dad about conquest and things like that. You know, it's a it's an attaboy. You see what I'm saying? But you really, you really in love. Let's just say to the main chick, right? You really want to be with the main chick, but you're still playing a role so everybody else can view you in this different way. When you really just want to be with this one, is 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 one way I view it. The other way I view it is I'm I'm gonna throw myself under the bus a little bit because in in my own marriage I have been on both ends of the of the spectrum right so when I, when I met my, 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 my darling wife she was like hey you know I like an assertive man to you know do you know do all this and then just just hold hold uh, hold the fire and lead the family well great and and so for the first you know three four years of the marriage that's what that's what I tried to be I was like hey you know I put my foot down you know this, this is what we're gonna do blah 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 and then she comes back like hold on Pippin <laughs> right I need <laughs> this is our marriage right right this is our marriage and you know you you know you gotta you gotta, you gotta let me in the decision because I was making a whole bunch of decisions and you know she just got the benefits or the pain of it right um, and then I then I completely switched it and then I became Mr. Submissive and I was like, yeah, babe, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's you cool. You, you that's right. Whatever, whatever. You, yeah. Yeah. you want that's seafood that. for dinner? Yeah, I'm allergic, but that's cool. Let's go and go in there and get some of that. All right. Let's uh, get a bit of dinner yeah. while we out. Right. <laughs> that's right. We good. We good. But, and, and what I've discovered now that I've been, you know, been in this thing for, for eight years, um, both those ways are wrong because I was just trying to play the role of who I thought she wanted me to be. When mm-hmm. at the beginning of the marriage, when we were dating, she wanted me because I was me. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there, there is no. There, so every time I've tried to play a role, I've failed. When I just be me, I, it's a uh, whoever the the wonderful person the Lord made me out to be. Yeah. I'm I'm in the driver's seat and I'm winning, and I'm and I am happiest when I'm not trying to uh, show somebody something that I'm not. Well, come That's on what with I think the altar call. Like it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Come I on. done brought Jesus. Steve, you done brought a man. <laughs> I done brought a man. So now that we have the perspective of what toxic masculinity is, is it safe to say that that is one of the, the leading factors in not being able to process emotions appropriately through tears for men? I think so. Boom. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because I I think that uh, I think that when people are doing something, they understand not kind of like the mindset behind it, which is don't show emotion and don't be public with emotion at all. 
it's not just crying it's other stuff as well like uh, brother Sean was talking about it's showing happiness like some brothers believe that if you show too much happiness that can show weakness too you know he's smiling all the time no he weak might be a little gay because I'm smiling yeah. too. Come on. and I'm and it, it, it's like the thing about it is the, the mindset behind that one action can actually manifest different ways so I do think it's one of the number one leading causes of toxic masculinity on both ends of the spectrum that's good and then I think would you say that women have a role in this it's kind of a um, uh, stupid question because I already know the answer but <laughs> do you think women also play a role in this oh oh yeah I mean the the um, you know half the, the reason I work so hard is to impress my wife <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and before I got married half the reason I worked so hard was to impress girls um, and so, you know, sometimes the the impression of what they think a man should be, depending on how, how much you really want the girl, can can change it. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, you just you just got to be you. Got to be yourself. Got to be you and be more girl. <laughs> yes, I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. So how? Oh, I got we... you. No worries. Thank you. you. So how can we encourage mm-hmm. men to abandon their insecurities and just be? I said the I word. Abandon their insecurities and mm-hmm. be more comfortable. I, you know, I think it. I think it, it goes with the circle that that you surround you surround yourself in. Oh, no, nah, I ain't um, getting rid of my day ones. All right, no new friends. <laughs> That's cool. So I, I, I have you know one of my best friends. He has, uh, he grew up with eight brothers. He's the youngest of eight brothers. Wow. And w- will I sit back and cry to him about something my wife did? Absolutely not. Oh. No, that ain't even his bag. You know, if I start crying, he might put me out the house. You know, it's just, it just that just ain't, ain't <laughs> that ain't, that ain't high roll. That's <laughs> Hey, how I roll, right? But, yeah. but I'm, I'm, and even my, my father, my, my, uh, you know, I don't, my biological, I don't, don't really know him too well. But, but the father I grew up with, you know, he's not even the type where I can sit and have, you know, a conversation about what's going on in life. Hey, pop, give me some, some advice because, you know, he'll just, you know, try to blaze up or something. You know, that's, that's what he does <laughs> um, to cope with life. But I was blessed to have a father-in-law. That is of uh, that that is you know of the church, and he's been you know been through some things in life. So I can sit you know if, if need be, and I can I can talk to him. I can get emotional without him thinking you know calling his daughter be like, hey, you got to leave this dude alone. This dude here, uh, he, ain't, he ain't strong enough, for my baby. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a little different. So it, I think I think it's the circle that that you have you know that you have yourself around. Um. That, that influences some of your behavior as well yeah i would agree with uh sean like he was saying father figures in the home um of course you know when you're born you can't control that yeah, yeah. if you grew up without a father you know what's not your fault that that happened but i do believe that this newer generation and i'm praying the generation afterwards you know will become fathers to their children not abandon their children and then that way, how I think how it's supposed to be is that children, especially particularly sons, were able to get a healthy balance of both mother and father. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and I think that the absence of a father figure in a home, a father or father figure in a home, um, yeah, it causes men to feel like, you know, I, I never really seen a man do it. I, of course, I see my mom do it, but I never really seen a man. So therefore, I think I deem it as being soft and so forth and so on. So um, like I said last time, I think a lot of men need therapy as well. Um, yeah. That's something that we don't like to do. We don't like counseling or whatever have you. But a lot of men have a lot of um, deep rooted issues. And I believe that uh, prayer and deliverance along with therapy will um, root it out. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I just think it just needs a healthy balance of both mother and father, I think, will help with with men and expressing their emotions better. Yeah, you brought a very, very good point. Identity. Identity. Not seeing themselves can really hinder from even allowing. Because think about it, a lot of the times, sometimes you don't want to be the first person to do something. Especially if it's going to make you look like the opposite of what you're trying to look like. Like, nah, man, uh, men don't cry. Uh, you don't do that. Uh, suck them tears up. Suck that up. But so if you see that it's healthy and it's normal and it's common, then I think it goes back to what Robert said, being able to healthily process our emotions. Um, Robert, I hope I didn't cut you off. Oh, you good. I know. I just wanted to uh, hit on what he was saying. I really agree with what Martinez said because it, it, it's more so about the normal that you are accepting. So I was raised without a dad in my home. So a lot of things I had to do on my own, I was the first one to do it. So um, you kind of, if you really want marriage, if you want to have a family, if you want to do it healthily, you are going to have to make your own normal. You have to create that own reality and get around other brothers who are doing what you want to then do. So, I mean, because the issue is that you didn't have a dad who had other men around him and you could see that healthy interaction with him and his brothers to then have a normal for yourself. So you kind of have to be that self-starter if you didn't have that growing up in, in home. So how did you, uh, gentlemen? Oh, sorry, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're good. Let me. Let me. I just wanted to touch on one other thing that um, Martinez had, had said uh, about the uh, about the single mothers. The the statistics with the the single mothers is is just alarming, right, brothers? We got to do better. But the the thing is, you got you, you're trying to raise a wolf, you know. Um, and every time I've seen, or most of the time I, I see single mothers, there, there's some, some other occasions, um, they are 10 times tougher on their boys trying to make them men. You get, you get what I'm saying? And it's, 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 it's hard because they don't, they don't know, some of the single mothers I've seen don't know the balance. You know what I mean? They just, you know, you got to be hard. You know, they're doing what they think men are supposed to do. Um, but but you know they leaving the, a piece out, and it's not their fault because you know they they raising a wolf. They are not a wolf. You right. get what I'm saying? Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's, uh, yeah. it's it's a heck of a balance. I love that point, bringing that up. And yes, to your point, hopefully men are able to do better moving forward. And you know when you think about it, and I me and my wife talked about this before, just being in the will of God versus being outside of the will of God. Let's look at how God intended. <laughs> God set the he created the family that was one of the first institutions that he created in the earth was the family right Mm -hmm. man woman 
so sin enters the world we get where we are now we out here wilding out men you know procreating and not taking care of their seed so what we're experiencing now is the results of sin it's the result of yeah. it's the opposite we're, we're we're witnessing what happens when an individual goes outside of the will of god and now look at how perpetual generations now are of men are just kind of just out here wilding yeah i wouldn't say weird i'm trying to think of a yeah. word but you know what i'm saying but that's part of the reason you know it's part of the reason i mean you know of course un, you know people who may not know the lord not gonna necessarily agree with it but us who you know believe the word we know that you know when you get outside the will of god these are the consequences that happen i think that you know these are things that we're experiencing so for us that grew up in a home without a father that's not what the lord intended mm -hmm. but remember in the word he says i'll be i'll be your father i'll be your mother you know what i'm saying yeah so you know so like robert was saying there's some things you just kind of have to really seek god and and reinstate or instituting something for your family so mm -hmm. you're basically um you're breaking as my wife like to say you are um becoming a bloodline what she say a bloodline blessing beginner or something like that yeah basically you're breaking you're breaking that generational curse yeah so now the blessing is going to start with you yeah so because your father wasn't there now you're going to break that and you're going to be there for your children <clears throat> and then perpetual generations from your lineage preferably will follow the same line no, so I didn't mean to go into this a sermon. But, hey, it's you know. all good. That was good. <laughs> okay, wow. That's what the Rendezvous podcast is for. Okay, the podcast <laughs> is to come together and discuss where faith meets destiny. And yes. so the people don't realize yeah. that they not they're not in the will of God sometimes. And I love that you brought that up because, I mean, essentially, what this entire episode is about is realizing that it's deeper than tears. It's deeper than, oh, I, you know, can't shed a tear when I'd like to, or, oh, you know, I'm angry and I don't know how to release it. It's how do we healthily get to a point where we can say that this is what fullness is as a man. This is what wholeness is as a man. Um, what you all mentioned so far is creating your own normal, creating what your environment looks like, what it looks like to thrive in a healthy space. What did you guys do to make sure you had a space to, to be deemed healthy, an environment that you can create your own normal in? What did it take to get there? Um, well, I'll, I'll go first. For me, I saw um, a lot of healthy marriages you know, growing up in nice. um the church as i got older i came into the church when i was 13 probably around 17 to 18 you know as you get out of high school you know you start wanting to see what it is that you want to do with your life you know and so i know one of the desires that i've always had is i want to be uh, married so i saw a lot of healthy marriages and i had a lot of men pouring to me to teach me you know so forth and so on different things about marriage things i need to do to prepare just a lot of different things like that so that's i would encourage men to do that to really seek out healthy positive male figures who are married um or even just some positive healthy single men who are content where they are and are prepared you know what i'm saying to to help you um you know, to kind of guide you on, you know, what, what needs to be done. So I can just say for me that that's what helped me as I sought out uh, positive 
godly male figures who were married and had a good marriage you know um not saying they didn't have the um, issues but mm-hmm. it wasn't they were, perfect right but they were committed to their spouse and that's all i needed <sighs> i just needed to know you were committed and you were faithful and i i can receive from you let me pour, let me know you 25 years in how'd you make it so right that's that's how it went for me i just saw my positive godly male figure shout out to the episode i think i love her in season one where we got some seasoned men talking about just that okay head back to that i love that <laughs> Absolutely. Gen- gentlemen what do you think what uh what helped you create your own normal because that's powerful um, having those examples like that and then having men who wanted to pour in um, shout out to you men out there who are actually mentoring and actually becoming big brothers in whatever space that you are you are needed you are loved thank you so much how are you all doing it um, Sean and uh, Robert uh, well, I'll, I'll, oh, go ahead, wow, I'll wow. let you <laughs> Sean you're married right oh yeah yeah. Okay. I'll go before you. So, um, I wasn't, um, I wasn't as fortunate as Martinez. Um, so I actually learned by like opposite learning, you know, that kind of antithetical kind of thing. Like, so like if I see, if I see a, if I see a woman who I can tell she's in a toxic marriage, I can tell she's being abused. I look at that man and see what not to do. I, when I was really young, I started to ask older people questions about like regrets and what they did in their life then know like if I stay away from this I can have a healthy life a healthy marriage you know a a healthy family if I actually take time out from work to make sure I'm spending more time with my family I won't regret that in the end Um, a lot of people when they go to deathbed they talk about more about how they didn't spend time with their family how they were they were so on the grind so much that they missed out on key precious moments with their family and so for me, coming up, I just learned by what not to do. I learned what I wanted in a father. I would have loved for a father to take me fishing, to take me hunting, to teach me how to use tools. And I had to learn it on my own. But there was a lot of things that I knew that I needed in a father. And a lot of things that I saw that were wrong and toxic in the marriages around me. And uh, But now I'm in a season where I'm about to be surrounded by healthy fathers, healthy husbands. And now I'm going to experience what Martinez is talking about, yeah. that direct core of what to do. A man, a woman, I love mothers, but a mother cannot teach you how to be a man. She doesn't have the, the mindset that a man has because she's not a man. She doesn't know that you need a man to teach you how to leave something behind for your children's children, how to leave that legacy, how to leave well, as a man. Come on. Um, but I don't want to go too deep, but... You know, there's a lot of things that you learn directly when a man's telling you, you you should do this. You should leave behind this. You should take pictures and have stories. You should document and journey your process as a father and as a man to then leave it so that your son has context. Even if I were to pass away early, my son would still have context for his life as a father and as a husband. So, uh, so yeah, that's my piece. I'm going to let you turn Come it off. Come on, that's man. And, and I ain't even pay him to say that. <laughs> I love it. Martinez. That's the next commercial. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's cool. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna combine both of them uh, a little bit with uh, how I learned. Uh, I learned by making every mistake that a person could possibly make out there. I both. Okay. Uh, oh man, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dunce the doozy. So I'm like, um, uh, I'm, I made. 
I've made, but one of the two of the biggest mistakes I think I've made is one, uh, there have been men in my life that tried to pour into me, and I just, you know, went and did almost the exact opposite of what uh, what they said to do. Um, and two, I tried to make money God. And Ooh, I wish I that, that had, <laughs> that has been the biggest teacher because uh, God got a way of bringing you on back, oh, right? Yeah. Like, you go, you go, on, go on, make your little mistakes. Go ahead now. <laughs> I'm going to be back and clean you up. You see what I'm saying? Um, and the, being through that, going through life, thinking that money it is the it is the Lord Almighty. It is the thing I should be focusing on um, more out of anything. Has taught me so much on being a man to my father and teaching them in the ways that they should go. Um, because it's it's not um, money is not a picture. The money is not uh, me being there for a basketball game. It's not. Um, it, it's not me, you know, wiping or picking them up when they, they can't pick themselves up. It, it is it because I went after it and I found it. Um, but I, I swear to you, once you get <laughs> you have it and it leaves, it leaves you with nothing. It leaves, I mean, nothing but, but, but emptiness. And you figure out real quick as you going back up to get it that it ain't what life is about. And when you, you figure out what life is about, and I did it by mistake, 14 didn't sound like you did it with other, you being smarter than me, listening to other men. Um, but you figure out what life really is about, then you can pour into um, other men and, and your your sons and things like that. You can kind of kind of teach them. And, and with my sons, I can look at their face, and I know when they tune out, because they look the same way I did when I used to tune out. Right. <laughs> right, so I'll so I be talking to them, all right? Now, son, now come on back. Come on back. <laughs> I know it's halfway out the other, but bring it on back through, all right? That's right. Come on back. Come on back. So, I, yep. so the beautiful part about what each of you has shared is the effects that having another man around or present will do for you. Um, can you just give way to the men that are listening on how they can either, one, uh, listen a bit better, or number two... Um, how they're able to take it in and and realize that they have to turn around and give, you know, how they can be a best example to the people, the men specifically in their life. Ooh, if I can start this one off. There there was one of the biggest changes in my life. There was a a, a guy named Mike Stambaugh. He was my uh, boss at the uh, when I was at the bank. <clears throat> and um, he... Uh, took me in the office one day because he heard the way I said the word ax. So, hey, Ariana, can I ask you a question? Now, now he's a Caucasian guy. And he brought me in the office and made me say the word ax 15 times. And I counted it because because I was offended, right? And because he was trying to, to get me to understand that the word is ask. Well, you know, with an S, you know, I just say it with an X, you know, X, you know, that's, that's how I know to say it. And I'm telling you, I went home crying. I mean, I'm mad because I'm like, you know, you sit here and you gonna make me sit in the office and repeat to you, this ain't kindergarten, what's wrong with you? And it, <laughs> it, it took, um, 
my mom to be like, Sean, he's trying to pour into, he's trying to get you on another level. He's trying to get you out of the area in which you grew up. Um, the people where you grew up ain't making the money you want to make. And the people that's making the money you want to make don't say X. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Help out. That's the, that's, so what, what the moral of my story is, don't be too sensitive and don't be quick to be offended. Um, because every every time somebody, and I hope we get to the counseling part, but um, you get to a whole bunch of people that that that, that can be uh, that can agree with you, and that that's fantastic. But man, them people that can stand up to you and tell you you're wrong or you're doing something wrong or you do something better, them the ones you learn from. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. I agree. So I agree. You know, that was, that was really good, Sean. I, I agree because we got to understand as men, the way we receive correction from other men ain't going to be fluffy and huggy. And oh, yeah, sometimes it's going to be that correction that kind of hits your pride a little bit because it's really going to make you think. You know, we talk about iron sharpening iron, but the rest of that verse talks about so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. He makes sure that you aren't shamefaced before people. So it's going to be a brutal process. If you've seen iron being sharpened, it does not look nice. Like, it may look sparks a little painful to that iron. Yeah. Um, sparks just flying everywhere. But we got to understand that a man pulling you aside in 2021 to, to sharpen and correct you is a blessing from God himself. Because in the office, people can let you look dumb all by yourself and won't say a thing to you. And so somebody pulling you to the side and pouring into you, that's a blessing. Because I learned this, good men are usually stretched thin, and we don't have time to be everybody's mentor and everybody's father figure. So that could be God elevating you to a place where not a lot of other brothers are really able to receive. So just receive that receive that correction. It's going to hurt. It, you know, it's probably going to hurt. But receive it and understand that this is for your definite. Mm. That's powerful. And I agree with what they both said. I mean, there's really nothing really else I can really add to it. I mean, we just have to really pour pour into each other just like men poured into me. And even though they poured into me, I still made mistakes. And one thing, mm-hmm. you know, a man, you know, men would tell me is that listen, I can't I can't tell you everything. Something you just gonna have to just go do. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it. And, and figure it out like, Even with marriage Like there's really no manual To teach you how to be married You really just gotta be married There are certain foundational principles And stuff that we should do But every marriage is different Every woman is different Every man is different So how I respond and treat my wife Another man may not have to do that Because it's different The Bible says dwell with them according to knowledge So I think we need to Continue to impart to the to the generation behind us, things that we learn, um, just just we just have to, you know what I'm saying. You don't even necessarily have to join a. I mean, you can do that. You can join uh, mentoring programs if that's your desire. But even if it's just a young man, like if, if it's in your church or maybe on your job, maybe you yeah. you know got somebody under you at your job that maybe you're like six seven years under than you. Uh, I mean, younger than you, um, and you kind of been where they are you know i i'm just a firm believer and you know we all don't have shouldn't have to walk in the same pitfalls yeah come on so no i don't agree yeah yeah yeah, we shouldn't have to fall in i mean i learned just certain things so there were obviously certain things that i did avoid because i had men to say 
nah. Don't <laughs> you don't. You don't need to be sleeping. I, 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 they'll say, you know, I know you're young. I know your flesh is hot, but don't go out here making a bunch of babies and having just babies everywhere mm-hmm. with multiple women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They would say, pray. You got your face let God. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so it was just certain things that I was able to avoid because I had that wisdom shared with me, and I believe that the mistakes that I made. Now I'm able to tell other young men like, hey, y'all don't even. Don't mm-hmm. even run up that credit card like that. <laughs> Don't even get three, four, five. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> you know, save your money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Become disciplined. So, yeah, we just have to just it's knowledge. We just have to just pass it down. Discipline. Yeah. That's a word I like. Discipline causes tears. Discipline causes tears. I want, yeah, of of course. If you haven't listened to any other episodes, you know that I could continue and continue and continue. Um, but I, I want to to acknowledge, of course, um, Robert, you said something very profound that if you do find a good man, he's usually stretched thin. And I do not yep. desire to take any more of the time that you all have because I value everything that you've said. And if there's anything that I know about uh, people that that take the time to not only give back, but to give into themselves, it's that it, it comes at a cost. It comes at a price. So if there if what is a, a piece of currency, a nugget of wisdom that you can give any man or woman listening to this episode in reference to men and being healthy holy uh what would that be sean would you like to go first oh sure the um i would say um uh the lord has to be be first and not not just you know shallow you know praying and you know yeah i know the lord but you, you don't know learn the teachings learn learn what he said um learn things to do i swear make your life easier but the second thing that I would say is a counselor is a beautiful thing, um, but you yes. but you got to find the right the right counselor. Um, and so when you're looking for a counselor, you need to be interviewing these people um, to make sure that it that it matches with you. Now I'm I'm in sales. I've been in sales a long time. I can get people to agree with whatever ship I'm going down. Um, but the um, <laughs> so that's what I found with some of the counselors that that I had was they were they would just you know um, either agree with me or, or pacify me or do things that I know happen when people are on my side. I had to go go find a, a counselor that would tell me to know my role and shut my mouth um, because that was the one that I learned from. You know, I'm I'm not a um, uh, uh, take notes and all that kind of stuff type person. That, that ain't my thing. Um, but the counselor that I went and found was direct. Hey, Sean, uh, I need to be on Zoom so I can see that you're writing this stuff down that I'm telling you. Ooh, mm. what? <laughs> you know I'm paying you, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but that challenge that 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 um, she presents to me um, has actually made me grow. So you know. All, Get yourself a good counselor. I like it. That is very important. Very important. Mm. Robert. Uh, I mean, Sean literally just stole my answer. I was going (laughs) to really say. Because that counseling, I'm telling you, that counseling thing will save your life. And the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You do not have to fail every test in your life. 
in the name of I got to get to where I'm going. You can have a good counselor really, really speak life, really speak truth and wisdom into your life so you don't have to pay the cost of living life before you actually live life the right way. So I would just say, get you some counselors, surround yourself with men who don't care about your feelings, but they really want to tell you the truth, uh, you know, in love. And I promise your life is going to manifest everything that you really wanted without having to be an old man, um, you know, and have so many regrets. So I would just say, get you some really solid counselors around you. I love that. Martinez. I will agree with both of them. You need to get you a counselor. Counselors <laughs> are good. Counselors are, it's not a bad word. Counselor is not a bad word. But my piece of advice that I would give will be two things. One is a lesson not learned is soon to be repeated. And the second one would be that if you know what to do and don't do it, then you don't know it yet. And that's something that I learned because even when it comes to counseling, if someone is is telling you to do certain things or you're getting information on what to do that can benefit your life and make your life better, but you don't do it, then it's not going to benefit you. So I think men need to make sure that we're applying the knowledge and the wisdom that we're getting. I mean, we have to apply it. We can't just hear it. So that was good. I needed to hear that. You need to hear it. But did you do what you heard? It's only when you do, it's only when you do what you heard is when you'll see the results and the benefits. Other than that, it's just, it's just gonna be just a good talk, and you're right. gonna be like, "Oh man, none of that stuff works." You ain't you ain't do what they said. Have thine applied thine word. Yes. So a lesson not learned is soon to be repeated, and if you know what to do and don't do it, then you don't know it yet. That's wow, all. that's all she wrote. That's all, folks. This book said. <laughs> um, this is honestly probably one of my more favorite episodes because we touched on everything, and and it really, to me, has created a lane of freedom to allow men, women, um, number one, allow men to see where they are and how they can get to where they need to be, should be, could be. And then women take the load off your shoulders. We get, yes, being superwoman is cool and all for some people, but someone made a post the other day, I can't wait till I can stop being super and just be a woman. And I think that's so profound to to realize that there is a lane and there is safely like there's safety in counseling there is safety in being in your own lane so women i'm excited for for you to hear how you can stop trying to raise these men and stop trying to be the end all be all because men need men so if you are a man out there looking for other men to be um, around to to find a, a community um, create the community and you know as uh as these men have said create the community create the norm that you want to see for yourself would you do you fellas have anything else you'd like to say to the people um to the audience uh, before we wrap it on up uh nope I'm good. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I'll say this. Uh, <laughs> apply, apply the things. Apply the things that you heard during this podcast. I will say that. Boom. Take the information that mm. we shared 
and apply it and do it and watch it work for you. And watch it work because first of all, it's free. I Unless agree. you got the paid version of Spotify, then it's not. But <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, it's free knowledge, it's free wisdom. I am so thankful that you have chosen to spend this time here with me, with us here at the Rendezvous Podcast. Of course, make sure you tune in next week, last week, the weeks prior, the weeks coming up, and the bonus episodes. Got some things up our sleeves, guys. Make sure you tune in, subscribe, five stars, nothing less, and leave a review. I want to hear from you. Have a great night. Season two, we here. <laughs>